Welcome back to the Death Star Dispatch podcast, everyone. Of course, I, is Ian talking with my Hans alongside my good buddy Fred, the namesake of the podcast, Death Star Dispatch. Who? Hello, hello, that's me. Hi. Just got a new brand identity, didn't you? We did. Everything has changed. I don't know who I am anymore. No, so everybody, write down guy. in your planners. Everybody, take a picture, put it down in your planners that the Death Star Dispatch logo has changed. So if you're looking for the old red one, it's not red anymore. It's not red anymore, guys. We had to change. I have had a red and black logo for as long as I can remember with every project I've ever done ever. It was time for a change and it made sense. And uh, I'm really thankful for the artist that constructed this masterpiece for us. And uh, it, it just, it works better, I think, for the name of the podcast and what we are, what we represent. I, I like it. I think it flows. It vibes well. I think... I think new logos are exciting because it kind of resets your inspiration a little bit. I think new cosmetics, I think it kind of hits a tiny reset button in your brain and you kind of get you excited again about doing content and making content, which sometimes us as creators need. Admit it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there was never a point where I was like, I'm never doing this again. I need to stop. (laughs) I need to quit. It was never about that. But yeah, it is nice to... You know, I I just took a week off from doing my own thing. I I needed to just hit the reset button, like you said, and take a breather and say, okay, it's not that I'm not inspired. I need to get re-inspired to the next level to take me for that next hump. Absolutely. Putting out better stuff and to keep improving as a creator too. Yep. Absolutely. And this podcast is one of the reasons why we like coming back. Um, We like having you guys along for the ride. We got uh, kind of a short one here today. Well, uh, we don't, we don't know that yet. I'm not going to say that well, yet because we like to talk a lot. You are absolutely right. I should stop saying that. <laughs> it's because never every short. Time we do this, we'll be, we record these at night. It's 940 right now when we're recording this. We'll be here until 1 a.m. So if this is short, congratulations. If it's not, also congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. So that means we've gone on some good tangents. Anyway, we have two scheduled talking points for this podcast first, of course, is the John Boyega interview with uh, GQ Magazine, which was a wonderful interview. It was fantastic. There was a lot of talking points that we can get to on there. We'll have to tread lightly in some areas, I'm sure, me and you, Fred, as two yeah. very white individuals. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. But also as fans of John's and as fans of the sequel trilogy and as people that really see what he's trying to say, I think we have every right in the world to make it just a couple comments about it and, you know, to try and see where he's coming from. Also, we're going to be talking the Mandalorian season two. We'll be talking some big picture things. Where are they going? What are they doing? And of course, where the hell is the trailer and who's going to be on it? What's going to happen? It's a question that everybody's asking. We're going to try and throw our two cents into the pond and figure out what's going on. Fred, are you ready to talk about John Boyega? I am. I am. Um, Here with me, I have, um, I have a one of one John Boyega signed card from the force awakens on slab uh he's keeping me company here while i talk about this um i am a big john boyega fan let Mm -hmm. me get that straight away i i love this man i i (laughs) i love this man i think i think he kind of words it perfectly he uh you know he was in a business that wasn't ready for him Mm. and uh you know, he said that as part of this interview with GQ. Mm. And uh, I, I think he's he's a leader to me. Okay. He's, he's always been a leader. Um, 
he's got a strong moral compass and he has he brings a strong presence to what he's talking about you can tell when he speaks he's not speaking just for the hell of it he's not just going to start spitting out bullshit for clicks or to get people to believe his side he's going to tell you straight facts from his perspective absolutely and it's something that i can honor it, he almost reminds me of, uh, this is a huge, huge, huge comparison. It almost reminds me of like a Roberto Clemente type who was sort of before his time in a sense that he recognized that he has this platform to talk about very important social issues and to make important comments and to share their point of view on things. And he does it to the best of his ability. And I think that's absolutely an admirable quality about John Boyega beyond him being just a fantastically talented actor and one of the best parts of the new Star Wars trilogy, and one of the best parts of Star Wars in general, he is, as a person, such an incredibly strong role model for young boys and young girls who are in the same position as him and want to look up to somebody that makes a difference in the world. It's John. I mean, you're looking at a guy that is going to be a generational, not only acting talent, but a a generational role model for many years to come. Yeah, you know, he's he's strong-minded and he's not afraid to speak his mind. And I think the fact that we have an actor that is in our world today that has these traits and has these qualities is very important for our future as mm-hmm. just as humans, as people, you know. So let's let's talk about it a little bit though. Yeah. As fans it's- of the franchise because we we obviously understand the social impact of of the article and the social impact that he's trying to get across but let's talk about it Fred your first reaction when this article came out my first reaction is I I was actually nervous to read the article Hmm. because I think you know something that we just said you know we're just two white guys yeah I mean we don't we don't have experience that these people have experienced we don't we don't know what it's like to go through what some of these people have went not only are we two white guys fred we're two very unknown white guys that not only don't have the experience of being african-american in america we also don't have the experience of being a very famous african-american to receive the kind of threats and the kind of hate mail that john got during star wars yeah it's you know we we don't have the whole point of this isn't for us to tell you guys like how we should feel or how other people should feel like no this is just our perspective on this because we truthfully we don't have the voice here to you know to make a strong point for whatever argument that we're going to bring up here or whatever discussion points we're going to bring up i just think it's important that as just two young white guys simple dudes trying to make their way in the universe i i think it's important that you know we we listen to this type of feedback that we see and we having this knowledge can then train. I don't want want to say train like it's a bad thing, but you know, train, train the brain, train your friends, train your kids, the way that the world is and the way that the world should be. Yeah. Because people like John are going to shape the foundation of how our country is, how our country functions as human to human interactions grow as people, you know, it just, uh, I think it's extremely important and I, I can't stress that enough, but 
Um, there was, actually, the, the question you said was what? What were you asking me? Your first reaction. And you yeah. said you were, you were, um, it was nervous. Shock. You I was were nervous. nervous. You didn't want to read it. it no, I, I wanted to read it. I, don't get me wrong. I wanted to read it. And I read it right. immediately. Um, I, and I just woke up when the article came out. It was like mm. within five minutes apart. So I just grabbed my coffee and I sat on my chair and I, you know, I went to town and I read this whole thing. I was nervous because as a Star Wars fan, you don't want to believe that, you know, there could be any type of social justice issues within Star Wars. Within the cast, like within IRL. Correct. Surrounding that. Correct. Yeah. Obviously, like, there's, like, alien beef or whatever, like, but I think the the reason I didn't want to believe that is because, like, Star Wars, the universe is so diverse, and it's got all different races and generations and, you know, sexes and all kinds of stuff in it, and Mm -hmm. now you have, like, the cast who are getting slandered, not even slandered, but you know what I mean? They're they're having to go through what John had to go through, what Kelly had to go through. Yeah. But we're going to get to them, too, because he doesn't mention it, – it's not really a, a mention in the article. Yeah. It was a lot of his experience and his experience solely, which on a publicity level is actually very smart because he's not bringing other people down with him. He was very smart not to say, well, like Kelly Marie Tran and I, you know, whoever – else you know they he didn't drag anybody else down with him which was very smart but when the article first came out i had sort of the same feeling that you did i looked at it and i i almost went not in a bad way but i almost went oh no like it was almost like it was almost like a feeling it's really weird if you've ever been to a uh disaster scene or a, a big event something dangerous is happening and like you're watching firefighters go into a burning building and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not them. That was the feeling I got when I saw the article come out. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not Disney right now because this is a fire starter. This is exactly what this is. You know, whether the article was truthful or untruthful, this is a fire starter. And obviously the article is very truthful now that you've read the whole thing, right? There was no lies. This was him being straight. This was him speaking from the heart. And I, I read it and I was like, that was, that was a punch to the gut. That was tough. And just like you said, as a Star Wars fan, you want to believe that you are, you are part of something that is clean, that is you know, devoid of those sort of social issues. But yet, you know, here we are. It, it, was almost like a, it was almost like a punch to the gut. Like I know I wasn't involved with it, and I love John Boyega and I love his character and I love the work that he's done. And I, I admire all the work that he's done for Star Wars because despite all of this, he still showed up to work every day. He still busted his ass for Star Wars for those, for those five years, those four years. I think we can all admit that, right? That he, despite all this, put his blood, sweat, and tears into this franchise. Yeah, and I mean, you can't say his acting was bad, even though he had, you know, some negative feelings and negative thoughts throughout this saga here. He still put on one hell of an acting presentation, man. I mean, I mean what a professional. No yeah, he he's not professional. I mean, to be going through all of that and to just show up and put on just a generational performance 
as someone who people are going to love for years and years and years and years and years, that's, you know, that's some big time kudos right there. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, it was hard, you know, after you read the article, what were your thoughts after you read it? You know, once you were, once you were done and obviously you talked about the, the fire starter thing, but what were you, what were your thoughts about what John had said, like the actual context? All right. So we got to tread lightly because definitely this is not me trying to demean uh, John in any way, shape or form or what he had to say, because obviously I got finished with the article. I was like, wow, that was incredible. My first thought was that was incredible. That was a, a very well done article, a very well done interview and big, big props to John for speaking his heart and calling out one of the biggest corporations in the world and probably the role of his lifetime, right? right? Like, will there be a role bigger than being one of the main characters in a new Star Wars trilogy? No, probably not. So to go back on Disney and say, y'all weren't ready for me, that takes some big nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, I was like, wow, good for you, John. But also in the back of my mind, once I started, read the article and I went on Twitter and I saw, you know, the mess of Star Wars Twitter start to overflow onto the timeline. There was a very interesting divide, a very interesting comment that kept reoccurring that I didn't agree with and I've never agreed with in my entire life. And that's the, the, the difference between uh, good marketing and not doing characters justice. You know, everybody talks about how all there was, you know, they marketed him to be a Jedi. They did this. They did that. He was supposed to be a Jedi. He was supposed to be this. And that to me was like, I, I don't get that argument because I like the twist. I like Ray being, showing up at the end of the movie and the lightsaber calling to her. Like to me, that was genius marketing to draw your eye into something that you thought was going to happen and then it doesn't. That to me is a good twist. And a lot of people take that as a, they were purposely using John because of his skin color. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Yeah. It's again, like you said, we have to tread a little lightly here, but right. my, my perspective on what he said, I remember when like all these teasers were coming out and stuff. And my first thought was like, this is going to be cool. Like watching the trailers and stuff. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. so a, a stormtrooper is going to go rogue and become a Jedi that I was like, this is the coolest storyline of all time. Right. Like what can get better right. than this? Then we get hit with the twist. And I, I agree with you that I, I like the twist, but I think if you just stop at the force awakens, okay, don't consider last Jedi and rise of Skywalker at this time. I still think the plan was to make Finn a Jedi or a force sensitive in some way mm-hmm. at that time. So and see, no, continue, continue, keep going. Well, it, I don't think it was like, I don't think it was a bait and switch at that time for the force awakens time period. I, I don't think it was a bait and switch. I think it was a twist, but that initial narrative was still going to happen. Just not in the way you thought it was going to happen because mm-hmm. You know, you see uh, when they're on Takadana and the First Order blows up Hosnian Prime and you hear those voices crying out and you see Finn turn around and look straight up. A lot of people chalk that up in the beginning for the first few years as 
you know, we're watching these people scream and then it cuts to Finn. So they're just, you know, the, the audio transition is there. And, you yeah. know, maybe he just turns around and happens to see something's going on. No, that was a sign of he felt and he heard their voices cry out, just like Obi-Wan heard Alderaan. That was the comparison. Mm. That was the, the mirror image here because they all mirror one another, right? Like poetry, yeah. it rhymes. Yep. In A New Hope, Obi-Wan feels, hears the screams of the people of Alderaan blow up right. from the Death Star. And in this one, it was Finn hearing that same thing of Hosnian Prime. Point is, JJ set him up to be a Force-sensitive of some kind. I don't know if he would have been full-fledged Jedi standing right there next to Rey. I don't know if that was the plan. But I can all but guarantee you it was planned from the jump. He's Force-sensitive. That's what he wanted to tell Rey from The Force Awakens. And I think they would have done something with that. Getting into Last Jedi. Finn's arc in The Last Jedi is fine. Yeah. But that's all it is. It's yeah. fine. It's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst arc of all time. It's yeah. fine. And, you know, one thing that came out with his arc, I love Finn and Rose. Their dynamic is fantastic. Yeah. But I think Rose should have been helping Finn on a Jedi journey of his own. And maybe at the same time, you're helping Rose on a journey of whatever you want it to be at this point, something to do with the resistance, something to do with her sister, maybe getting over the grief of her sister and using her sister's death as a, um, as almost like a switch to keep going and keep the fight going and do what you need to do in the ranks of the resistance. So the resistance can win the war. It could have been a thing for both of them to go on like some crazy epic journey. And as, as much as I do enjoy the last Jedi, that is my, my number one, issue with the film that didn't mesh well with me. And so I, I think when I was reading John's article and he was talking about this kind of thing, I, I immediately was like, I agree. And interesting, you know, that's just my take. But what do you think? You know, I don't, I don't have, when it comes to the last Jedi and when it comes to characters arcs, when it comes to any character arc in star Wars, I'm never the person to wholeheartedly, 100% believe that so-and-so character deserves justice, right? Because John Boyega's character, Finn, was not the main character. That's correct. You know, and people will, and we see them on Twitter all the time, who wholeheartedly believe that, you know, background character X should have had more of a role, should have been the main character. You know, like, we have a main character. There isn't a character in this story, right? And it's right. Ray is the main yeah, character. But at and the same Kylo time... Kylo Ren is the main character. But they also marketed it. Finn as... They marketed Finn as that third. Like, you know how every every trilogy has their trilogy of heroes. Right. And they marketed Finn as the third one. Right. And the argument here is people are saying that they marketed him as the third of this trio, this you know amazing trio for the sequel trilogy. And at the end, it didn't feel like he was there. Right. And who, here's my other question is who are we to say what the marketing plan was? Like, That's we also don't true. have, you know, we, we don't, don't know. have, we weren't sitting in that meeting. Like, did we, did they actually plan for John to be the third in that trio or was it Poe or was it Leia? You know, 
who were they actually trying to go for? Were they trying to go for anybody at all? You know, because as we know, Star Wars fans like to just get up in their own heads and decide things on their own, especially when nothing's coming out about movies like they were at The Force Awakens time. We knew nothing about the movie in 2014, 2015 when these movies, when these characters were coming out in action figure form. We had the bio on the back of the box and now people are saying, oh, they marketed it wrong. First of all, what do you know about marketing? Because I know nothing about marketing. I'll be the first to admit, I know nothing. I don't know how to market anything. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he was marketed to be this. It was his, you know, this, this, and this. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not the Disney marketing genius. But here's what I will say about this is that I think that this leaves an interesting question for the future of the sequel trilogy 10, 20 years from now. Because we're going to grow up and we're going to remember the sequel trilogy and then we're going to remember, oh, remember when John Boyega came out and said that this was an incredibly terrible experience for him. I remember when Kelly Marie Tran had this terrible, terrible, terrible experience. You know, what kind of of, uh, legacy does this, what kind of what what kind of questions does this leave lingering years from now, right? Like, what what does this say? Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, beyond the marketing, beyond the, the you know who was supposed to be what and what was the plan, and who cares? You know, what's going to be the legacy of this five, ten, fifteen years from now, thirty years from now? The way I see it, I hope this is a big ask. But I hope that all of this, and not just the John article, the whole sequel trilogy, I mean, how many people got bashed from the sequel trilogy, right? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and name them all, but there's been so many people. Uh, In our notes, I have one, two, three, four, five. You got five right here. And that's in, you know, the blink of an eye. You can count tons more than that, right? Right. Um, You know, with how many people got shit for the sequel trilogy. And now John mentioning awareness, bringing a a racial awareness to the situation as well. I hope that in 10 to 20 years from now, I can tell you in 10 to 20 years from now, these movies will be liked more than they are today. Period. Oh, for sure. I I have no doubt about that. It always happens. People can say no all they want. All I'm saying is look at the past. You know, the history tells us these movies are going to blow up. They're going to be great. Uh, everybody's it happened with Return of the Jedi too. Return of the yeah. Jedi was not that loved when it came out, and now everyone's like, "Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie." Exactly. Um, so I, I hope that in the future, people will see that these movies were were fun, but also see the flaws in them. And I hope that all of that shit that happened with these films is a lesson for both Disney and for us, the audience. Because Disney, can they be more inclusive? Absolutely. 100% in this article proves that. Can the audience be more accepting of the decisions that Disney makes? Absolutely. Grow the fuck up. It's fake and it's in space. Chill out. That's right. You know what I mean? And my... (laughs) But the biggest thing we always talk about is the positivity chain, and it always comes back to this because at the end of the day, you like Star Wars. It's okay to not like it all. 
Right. If we if we didn't like it, we would be talking about it. Exactly. Like if if you like parts of it, great. You worship those parts, you cherish those parts, you talk about those parts. If there's things you don't like, it's okay to talk about those. It's just not okay to be very aggressive about it. It's I I will say this about the sequel trilogy. And I think it will be I think the sequel trilogy definitely had it rougher than the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Even though we both know that they they probably we know from personal living experience that this the prequels did not were not loved universally and were hated on immensely. However, I do think the sequel trilogy had it worse because even in the prequel times people weren't you know twitter geniuses like we see them all the time like we just were talking about like you know we have these these internet marketing geniuses everybody's a genius everybody's the market a high level marketing you know director everybody knows how to write a movie everybody knows how to write a script everybody knows what a good movie is apparently you know i see it all the time on twitter that you know if 14 year old x or 16 year old y you know, has a better script than giant than Ryan Johnson wrote or than JJ wrote. And, you know, they they're out there spewing, you know, that what the correct story arc should be and so and so should have connected with this and this should have connected with that. And you're like, the dog, guess what? You're 15. You don't know anything. You know, I, me like I'm gonna sit here and tell you I'm 23 and I don't know how to write a script. I have tried to write fan fiction and I get three pages in and I'm like, this is crap. Nobody's gonna read yeah. this. I know nothing. But Dude, I'm 26. I, think, I don't know shit. And that's what I'm saying. Even in the prequel trilogy time, nobody was an internet expert, right? N- nobody was on Twitter in 2002 talking about how the you know how bad the script was because they're such an expert, right? No, or they how, went to People Magazine instead. You had to go just, read them. You had to go, <laughs> read, to go read the source while you're waiting to get your hair cut. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, and I'm hope, hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that it gets brought up 20 years from now that the sequels did get this sort of unfair treatment from people that think they know a lot, but really they don't. You know, the, especially people that like, when we see it on Twitter, like, hey, see it on the internet, all of it, on YouTube. These people that make up fake rumors about these movies and then take it as fact. You know, how many yeah. people's opinions of these movies were completely brainwashed from people on YouTube that just made up lies about the movie? And you know what? That's something that we both experienced firsthand because you and I did an experiment where we went to a couple uh, certain YouTubers' uh, videos and went through the comments. And we saw how what this person said, which was just some straight shit shooting out of their ass that they came up with while they were dreaming and they decided to pitch this, this story as true when it definitely was not, this was like a three-year-old video. But anyway, looking at the comments and reading how this person influenced all the rest of these people's decisions and how their brain interpreted things was right. actually baffling. It was crazy. And not to say that didn't happen in 1999, 2002 or 2005. Yeah, it happened to the significant level that it's happening today. And it also was not as accessible to criticize people openly in 1999. Like, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. I can, I can go on Twitter right now and say, 
talking with my Hans is a piece of shit. And, and every, that would be correct. And every, <laughs> no, you want to be a piece of shit, but you're not, Han. Take it easy. <laughs> That's if you don't funny. understand that, go back and listen to our last episode, and you will understand that joke. Anyway. My earbud just fell out. <laughs> Look at you, like, completely marketing your own thing. Yeah, I don't know anything about marketing, but here I am. I know I'm, nothing. I'm I'll, be, I'll be the first to admit that I will never <laughs> speak on the – marketing design of the force awakens because quite frankly i don't know how to put out a toy line i don't know how to you know you know pick what day is the best for the trailer to come out i don't know how to choose what shots go in the trailer i just don't well you know what speaking of marketing no this is a good one that was you are on fire today my friend right now you're having a great night tonight Dude, this is this is redemption for me messing my beard up earlier. I had to do something. I had to take drastic this measures. The podcast. I had to change. I had to change the whole logo of the podcast. I had to shave part of my face off because I accidentally shaved too much off. And now I'm making up for it by handing. I don't even remember what I was about to say. So I'm messing it up again. But You're anyway, talking about your beard. You're talking transition. About your... The transition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of marketing. Uh huh. Where is the Mandalorian trailer? It's out there somewhere. And this, is it this gets me every time. This gets me every time. Because I talk to my girlfriend about this all the time. Like, somebody has seen this trailer. Have they, though? There's it's a, a file on somebody's computer. It's out there. It's probably on the Star Wars. Are you sure? It's, it's on the <laughs> Star Wars YouTube schedule page. Like, if we just had the login info to the StarWars.com YouTube page, we could see it. It's if I had there. to log into the Star Wars YouTube page, I would turn comments on. Oh, facts? <laughs> I would that turn crazy? comments on. <laughs> That's a smart move to turn it off, but I would turn them back on immediately. I would too, but just because I want to see what people would say. But anyway, the trailer, I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's real. I can't say and it's real. Quite frankly, what if it's not? It might not what be. It's not real. They and might, th- they might just might hit us genius, with like, like a poster, like an animated poster. And it's everybody just like was, everybody was freaking out about the Mandalorian uh, uh, name a poster. Air oh, yeah, the, the nameplate. That was there. literally the same thing as last year. Just insert baby Yoda PNG on <laughs> the bottom. <laughs> that took relatively. People were no like, work. which one's better? They didn't know. <laughs> oh, my it. God. It's the same exact thing, except one's bluer and has a, a, a baby Yoda on it. I saw literally, I don't, and if this was you tell me but someone on twitter was like which one do you think is better blue or orange i'm like i don't care they're the same image what it's makes the same. No. okay good but no, someone I just, did say it i was like why are we posting this i think i tweeted it like i think i just tweeted the blue one and i was like this is the day for what <laughs> because they said what? this is the day yeah. and we're like everybody hold your pants up but like, this is the day at, by the time the day ended i realized that they meant like this is the day means they're telling us like October 30th is the day. Not this is the day, like this is the day for the trailer. So everyone got all excited again for no reason whatsoever. And you know, maybe they're taking the old book out of like the Lamborghini page. You know, Lamborghini doesn't have car commercials because everybody knows that Lamborghini is just, they're just what they are. Yeah. Maybe this is the new, maybe the Mandalorian is just like, you know what? No commercials. Everybody maybe. knows we're the top dog. We don't need it. What's going to happen is nobody's going to know there's going to be a TV spot and it's just going to be like, it's going to be a head turning. It's going to be Mando's head turning. Then it's going to transition to baby Yoda's head turning. It's going to transition to Cara Dune's head turning. 
and it's going to end with Ahsoka's head turning. And then that's going to be it. It's going to be like it's six be seconds long. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> if that. It's going to be six seconds long, no music, no nothing. You're going to see that pop up across the screen. You're going to be like, oh, shit, what was that? And that's all we're going to get. It's going to be something stupid like that. And then your YouTube inbox will be over flooding. What does this mean? The truth behind the Mandalorian season two teaser. That PNG arrows in the thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) Ten secrets from the Mandalorian trailer. Yeah, the six seconds trailer. (laughs) Did you see that reflection in Mando's eyes? Did you see who it was? It was Boba Fett. Boba Fett live. (laughs) Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious okay See, we're we're really we're youtube veterans now that we can joke about that yeah it's funny man but listen uh, you think there's an actual problem no I no think there's a problem I either there's no problem just because there's no trailer doesn't mean that there's no problem i, I got so angry at that grace randolph post i got yeah, irrationally angry i was like how can you just say that how can you just lie like that? How can you have that many followers on Twitter and know that you're lying? Because I, she is, she definitely does not believe anything that she says. She's an act, for sure. I think that she caters to her audience. I think she does it for a business decision. Ten out of um, ten. That's what I'm saying. It's an act, and that's fine. You know, whatever. I don't care. Um, let me ask you this: Are you blocked okay. by Grace Randolph? I. You want me to check right now? Live. You on should. Air. I, I can I, have, I can tell you I'm not. I have never had any actual interaction with her. Have you tweeted at her when you got mad at her? No, oh, I'm not blocked. I, okay. well, she's also got eighty four thousand followers. I think she cares about. She's probably got eighty four thousand people blocked as well. She's only following six hundred. That's a pretty impressive ratio. Yeah, but she blocks admit. a lot of people. She blocks a lot of people. She's got a lot of beef, man. That that chick, I don't want anything to do with her. No, leave me alone. Leave me out of here. Anyway, rumors, which there are plenty of with this trailer. What are we thinking? Ahsoka, yes? No. No Ahsoka in the trailer. I'm going to say, well, kind of yes. Ahsoka voice? I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe with, I'm going to believe what I heard from Kessel Run, uh, which is. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have to, you know, have to include their 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 knowledge here because they've every time they put something out, it, it checks out, except for the trailer dropping during the game. But that was a huge drop off for them. But at the same time, that wasn't. It's not something like that was an announcement. They get their their thing isn't announcements. Their thing is leaks, like actual leaks. So according to them, Ahsoka Tano, they filmed, they filmed a special thing for Ahsoka Tano to be in the trailer. Um, I think we might get two seconds of her in the trailer. Maybe. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, no, I don't have any reason to not believe Castle Run. They do a great job. They do fantastic work. Um, I'm trying to think of like what the benefit would be to have Ahsoka in the trailer. The only way that I could see it is it's the ending shot of the trailer. Get people on the hook even more than they're already on the hook. Right. It would only That's be it. for hype. Yeah. yeah that it would, would be, be like, that would be it. There would be no need for, you know, they did, they described that 
they didn't say that this was what was filmed. They just said that this is happening in the season. Uh, something about she's fighting off assassins or something in a very familiar location, uh, which they said they can't say the name of, but they, I'm going to tell you what the name was because to me, from everyone that's talked about this leak, it sounds like they're talking about uh, most isolated. Yeah, that's what I got out of that, too. I feel like that's what everybody got out of that, right? So It was definitely Moss Eisley. To be completely I, fair, I, I truly don't know. I could be wrong. It could be a different be. watering hole. I don't know. but It sounded like Moss Eisley to me. It like that, was like the, that was exactly where my brain went. Yeah, it, it sounds something like Tatooine. We've been back to Tatooine already in this series. Like, makes sense to me. Now, that um, also goes into, like, is Boba Fett going to be in this? Which is the, the other one. You think uh, – well, the show first. Do you think he's going to be in the show at all? I'm going to say – Because look, before you get into this, let me just remind you that StarWars.com has never confirmed Rosario Dawson. Correct. They have never confirmed – what's his name? Tamara Morrison. Correct. For, for anything. They haven't had any of these. Correct. Like these, now, um, The Hollywood Reporter or Variety, I think, had Rosario Dawson. Or NBC had Rosario. But they were it. Like, that was, like, when I talk Star Wars news, I, those are, like, my four sources that I trust for the most part is NBC. I trust The Hollywood Reporter and Variety because they got, like, their, you know, they're linked with Star Wars. Right. And then, of course, StarWars.com. And the old adage is, if it's not on StarWars.com, it's not true. And I, I play by that. Like, I, I live by that, by that adage. Now, let me just remind you before you say something. Starwars.com not only has not had anything about them, they've never hinted about them. They haven't had anything about Mandalorian Season 2, I think, in the last four or five months. We don't know anything. We know one thing about the Mandalorian Season 2, and it's whatever little creature that Jon Favreau tweeted that one time. Yeah, that Gamorrean. (laughs) Jacked Gamorrean. (laughs) That's it. That's all we know. That's the one confirmed character. Actually, there's three confirmed characters in this season. No, there's four. There's... All we know for a fact that's guaranteed is the jacked Gamorrean. We have Mando, uh-huh. maybe Yoda, uh-huh. and we know Giancarlo Esposito reprised his role because he talked about it. He gave us more than anything Lucasfilm has given us. Oh, I'll add a fifth one. Um, Grief Cargo will be back. Yes. He, he tweeted too. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So I saw that one the other day. That, that's all we can really say, right? So, uh, yeah. So, Boba Boba Fett. Is Boba Fett going to be in the show? Uh, eventually, maybe. This season, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go with no. Because this, this was a Star Wars Explained that last year. It was. And, and he lost. It, well, no, he won. No, he won. Alex he won. won. Alex won. Yeah. yeah. Because you want to set the character up before you bring in – Boba Fett. Yeah. Because Boba Fett on the, you know, the legacy list is just so scary. Way up there. <laughs> Way up there. You want you want the character of Din Djarin to be able to hold his own against Boba Fett. Have it you make sense. Yeah. So I with I actually think if they brought him in this season, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I I am actually leaning more towards the uh, the Cobb Vanth thing, where Cobb, Cobb Vanth is a yeah. I'm a big Cobb Vanth guy. 
I think I think Cobb Vant will be in it. I think it'll be him. And if it doesn't, I don't know. I think it'll be him. Um, what, do you, what about you? What do you think about Boba Fett? A Boba Fett in this season? This season? No. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. The Boba Fett rumor versus the Rosario Dawson rumor is definitely the rumor that doesn't hold up, in my opinion. Like Rosario Dawson holds up better than than Tamora Morrison. Yeah. And actually, it, it's Rosario. There's a big gap. Tamora, an even bigger gap, and then the rest of the actors that were supposedly confirmed, right? Like Sabine and Hera and the rest of them. I don't see Sabine being in. No, I don't see that. Either. I don't see Sabine. I don't see Boba Fett actually at all. I don't. I don't see them doing that. I think actually, I don't think Boba Fett. Like when I think about the direction that it's going for season two, and again, mind you, I'm not a story expert. I don't know anything about telling stories, but the direction that the show is going with the child and with, you know, force powers, Boba Fett does not fit into that at all. Yeah. But like, I don't like, I don't see like, I don't, I don't see that at all. And I, to be honest with you, because if Boba Fett's in it, you go back to Tatooine and we already know, according to Kessel run that Tatooine has a good chance of showing back up in this, in this series. Which to me doesn't really check out that great either because we've already been to Tat Queen and it didn't receive a great, it, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, Tat Queen was awesome. I love going back to Tat Queen, but according to the masses, that episode was maybe the weakest out of the eight. Yeah, but it, it could have been the story. Not the, it's not the planet's fault. You can easily put a great story back on Tatooine, and next thing you know, it's the best episode of season two. You know? That's true. So. I, I will tell you this, though, and I'm sure you, you get this drift, too, that there's a very not outright anti-Tatooine movement, but, like, Tatooine is not, like, the place that everybody wants to go back to. Well, no, because that's Jakku. Everybody wants to go back to Jakku. Yeah, that's funny. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I love that meme. Roses are red, violets are blue. Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? It's the, it's the best hey, meme of all time. how about this? Do you think they'll ever go to Jakku again? Do you think no. that's something that... No, no. Do you think we'll ever go back there? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we're going yeah. back to Jakku. That's I, a shame. I think... You know what? I'm not going to say never. Because this, this, this is totally off topic. It's totally, yeah. this is not, but I love, I do love Jakku. I'm actually enamored with the Battle of Jakku. It's an interesting I, battle. I, can I actually am just totally, that's one of those battles I'm just like head over heels for. I think it's amazing. Like one time I heard that like, I didn't, I never ran across it in Aftermath, but like it was like, you know, rumored that maybe Luke Skywalker was at the Battle of Jakku that, like, a couple people saw him there. And, like, ever since I've, like, read that somewhere, I'm like, I'm enamored. I love it. This is this is interesting. I need to know more. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to Mando here. Um, okay, so what Boba. about we, – when we talk Boba, we got to go to what, clones? Yeah. Clones. Because tomorrow Morrison is rumored. So do we talk clone? Like, does it'd be, Rex it'd show have up? to be Rex and – Yes. You think Rex does show up? Yes. Uh, earlier you said that Rosario holds up the best, and I agree with that. But my man's has said he wanted to play the older Rex. 
for years now. And you think this is his chance? And I think this is one of his chances. Okay, it's so not his only chance. It, well, it's going to sure be one be of his, his only chances. Chance. It might be his only chance for Rex, but it's not However, his only chance to play a clone. Okay, well, well, we'll talk about that in a different podcast. Yeah, because that's a it's that's a, a totally different discussion. <laughs> yeah, but all right, but for Mando, yeah, I can see him coming back as Rex easily, and okay, I think so he, I think he will. Let me ask you this then. Boba versus Rex, which one do you think is the better? If you had to, if you had to bet on one to show up as Tamora Morrison, Rex. you picking Boba, you picking Rex, you picking Rex hands down, hands down, no question. About Interesting, it. no question about it. I'm picking Rex. Um, Does Rex show up with Ahsoka? Yes. So then, here's my question no, to you: If, no. if Rex, that's what, that's what I'm going to say. If Rex is showing up with Ahsoka, why isn't Sabine with Ahsoka? Maybe. Sabine's doing something. I don't, I don't know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the big question, right? going to be there, and Sabine is not. I think maybe, maybe Ahsoka's like, let me call Rex. Let me call up Rex. For whatever situation happens, let me call Rex. Or they run into Rex, and Rex says, I know someone who can take care of this little bundle of joy baby you got here. Let me call Ahsoka. And where, where, where the hell would Rex be? Uh, that, who like, the fuck knows, saying. dude? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just put the ideas out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's your job at Lucasfilm. When you when we get you into Lucasfilm, you're just gonna be the ideas guy. Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm... okay. What if Rex is like just there? Like, forget about how we get there. Like, what if he's just there? Yeah, I would be the idea guy. That's me. So, um, my idea would be that Sabine. We know that at this point, right after the war. Ahsoka and Sabine are supposed to be together searching for Ezra. That's right. What if they found him? Now, timeline-wise, let's talk about this. Because uh, the epilogue for Rebels takes place a couple of years, I think, after the, uh, Endor. Correct? Somewhere. That epilogue. Mm-hmm. So we know that Mandalorian takes place five years after they Endor. Found. You got the three-year gap there. So three years is a it's a lot of years. It's a lot of days to be looking for Ezra, um, especially with one Force-sensitive looking for another Force-sensitive in a galaxy devoid of Force-sensitives. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna maybe run across him at some point. However, is three years enough to search for Ezra? Probably. You know what? I I would like for them to see like next time they meet Ezra, he's like older. But yes, uh, and here's the other thing: if they do meet him, why isn't he in the Mandalorian? Well, and why would I'm... you? Why would you just say like, why would we show Ahsoka in the Mandalorian with Sabine? They're like, oh, by the way, we found Ezra, and Mandalorian's gonna be like, who the hell's Ezra? <laughs> well, this is a theory that I've had for a long time, and I think you and I have talked about this, but I am I am 100% telling you, like for a fact in my brain. Now I haven't heard this from every anywhere because this is gonna come true. So I'm just gonna put this out here now. I haven't heard this from anywhere. I don't fucking have sources. I don't have shit. I'm the ideas guy. And this is my idea. <laughs> and if this is not actually happening, Lucasfilm, get a piece of paper, write these notes down, find me on Twitter, contact me. We'll talk. I'll help you out. No bullshit. This is what's going to happen. This, I know this sounds funny now. All right, you got Ian in the background over here. He's still laughing at me. I'm you laughing. guys are probably laughing at me like I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But listen. This is what's going to happen. They are creating 
their own MCU within Star Wars television. That's what they're doing. So let me break this down. You have The Mandalorian. Five years after Return of the Jedi. Five years after the Battle of Endor. Okay, it's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happen during this time. And it can take you very far into the future. It can also mm-hmm. take you a little bit backwards. Mm-hmm. We have Cassian coming up. And we have Kenobi coming up. Can I just say that I, I'm enamored with the Cassian show? A lot I of people are like not about that. And I'm all about the Cassian I show. I cannot wait for the Cassian show. I'm very I don't know why people it. are hating that. I love, I love the idea of the Cassian show. Well, you have the Cassian show and you have the Kenobi show. Mm-hmm. I think they will be intertwined. Mm. I don't think that they'll be really connected with the rest of these. But you have Mando. Mando has this baby. You have the possibility of all these characters coming into the show. Like we talked about, Boba, Rex, Ahsoka, uh, Sabine, Ezra, right? All these possibilities. Uh, Bo-Katan. Did I say Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan was one. If I, did I didn't not say Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan. Um, and apparently Katie Sackoff playing her in live action as well. Beautiful choice. Um, I love Katie Sackoff. So big, big gay sack off guy here. I, I yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at me. I love Katie Sackoff, man. She's fantastic. Can I, I also just say real quick that yes. out of the rest of these, like before tomorrow Morrison, let me amend my original statement where I say Ahsoka Rosario Dawson was like the one that checks out the best. Katie Sackoff will slip right in there in between Tamora and Rosario. Like yeah. Katie Sackoff as um, Bo-Katan, like that goes with the story very well. Like yeah, I can I see so Mando and I like just the whole Mandalorian aspect of it. It just, it fits too well for that to be not true. And me, like the last time that someone had the dark saber was Bo-Katan in Rebels. I and just, now somehow this asshole got it, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like it just, it fits all too well. It just, like yeah. it has to happen. It does. Dude, the desperation. <laughs> the desperation <laughs> on your face when you said that. It has to happen. There's no way it Man. doesn't. I just, I, when that, when Katie sat, because that was also another one of those things that like mm-hmm. no one ever heard from StarWars.com. It was just like, here's the thing that came out of the blue. That one made like a lot of sense out of yeah. all of these. Maybe even more than Ahsoka. Like that makes a lot of sense to have you know, the Mandalorian helping out Din Djarin. I can totally agree with that. The reason why all this other stuff is happening is because we're going back to my theory. Idea men, back at it again. Hear me <laughs> out. They're, no bullshit. They're making, they're going to make an MCU style, but Star Wars television shows. That's what's going to happen. So it's going to start with the Mandalorian. You've got all these different characters Right, but what else do we know is coming? We know we have a Bad Batch TV show coming, right? That can also tie in with Mando, uh, not with Mando, but with Kenobi mm-hmm. and with Cassian. So mm-hmm. keep those three bundled together. Now, remember, there was also a rumored live action Ahsoka Tano show, mm-hmm. her own show. There is still the animated Rebels successor series to come. Which I'm surprised we have not gotten anything. 
from. That still I, blows my mind. I'm not, and I'll explain why in a little bit. So you've got now you've got these three bundled together. Then you have Thrawn and Ezra. Dave Filoni, there's one thing you can always say about Dave Filoni. This is a safe bet. Dave Filoni will never introduce a character for them to never be used again, especially important characters. The Bad Batch are getting their whole their own fucking show. They were in three episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like we're four episodes, you, whatever. You got it. You're making a point here, guy. He's not going to introduce Ezra and reintroduce a fan favorite from Legends, bring him into canon like Thrawn. Mm-hmm. You got all these books coming out about Thrawn still. Go watch his video, talking with my Hans video on the Thrawn book. Was the that blue, a good book the or blue, what? The blue pages. <laughs> the blue oh pages. My God. I love the, the blue, blue pages. pages. <laughs> but anyway, 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 I have to stay on track here before I forget what I'm saying. So you've got, you've got Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni and me are the same guy. We're, we're idea guys. and <laughs> <laughs> You and Dave, idea guys? <laughs> <laughs> we're idea guys. I'm just missing a silly cowboy hat, and I'll be good to go. Um, but yeah, so like Dave is going to reintroduce Ezra and Thrawn eventually. Okay. And whether that's in this show, whether it's in Mando, whether it's in this Ahsoka show, the Rebels successor show, there's, there's so many different rumored shows around this time period that they've been all that they've been over. You think of the Mandalorian, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, Baby Yoda. Right. I don't think that's going to stay that way forever. I don't think so either. I definitely don't think so, especially if you have more seasons. I think this season, for certain, and if you look at at season twos in the past of Star Wars, season ones are very narrow and they're very confined. Season two is when you start, you know, you start seeing things, you know, you open it up and, you know, not only do you open it up to the galaxy and you start exploring around a little bit, you also, you open it up to new characters. You open it up to like other people coming into the show. And I think that's what they're doing. Like, I think it's a safe bet. I think it's, it's like all of these rumors that these characters are going to be in this show is like, it, it seems right to me because that's what season twos do. Like they introduce other elements into the show. You know, that season one is, especially in the Star Wars realm, maybe not other television shows, but like season one, you get to know the, the core of what the show is, right? And we got it. You know, it's about Mandalorian and it's about this child, right? That's what season one's about. Now we're opening it up. Season two, you can go almost anywhere because that's what season twos do. Well, speaking of that, I'm going to tell you where it's going. Oh my I'll God. tell you where it's going. Is this an idea or are you just This is an idea, man. No, this is an idea, man kind of situation. I like the birth of the idea, man, in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this – is, all right, no bullshit. All jokes aside, this is like a big theory of mine. I think that – for the Mandalorian to stay successful and to also introduce other successful shows. I think they pull the child out of the Mandalorian and hear me out. Why is Ahsoka in in season two? Ahsoka will guide the child. And obviously that can't be in the Mandalorian because then it's no longer about the Mandalorian start Ahsoka season one. Ahsoka and Jack. Idea man. I don't know if I can go along with that idea. I'm not saying I love it. I'm saying that's a that's a very big possibility here because the child listen, 
I don't know shit about marketing. We've been over this, but if for, in my brain, this makes sense from a marketing standpoint. Let me grab my, my child here. You insert this little thing anywhere, it's bringing in all the money. So you're going to pass it around like the sacrificial football and wherever the, the baby goes, <laughs> that's who gets all the attention now? No, 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 no. It's not going to leave the Ahsoka show. But it is going to be passed on from Mando to Ahsoka. Because to me, why else would she be in the show? Just for cool fan service? Well, don't rule Maybe. it out. I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying this is a theory. This is a theory. I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can just take Baby Yoda out of it because that's great. But like, also, like, then what happens to the Mandalorian? He was fine yeah, you know, before he met the baby. He'll be no, fine after the baby. I'm not talking about the character. I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna live. I'm talking <laughs> about the. I'm talking about the <laughs> revenue. All right, you ready like, for you that? Take, you I have the baby answer. Yoda. I already have the answer. Give me the answer. You don't think I've thought through I've thought through this already? <laughs> I can see you laying in your bed at night like this is the perfect theory. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't I don't even sleep, dude. I just sit I just sit up in my bed and I think about things. Drinking so, coffee. Yeah. Hey, so, a, a sidebar, congratulations on quitting smoking, but this is what quitting smoking does thank to you. you. Yeah. You just start you... dreaming up Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I start getting fucking fever dreams about the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, so uh okay. The answer. Your answer, what are they going to do if they take the baby out? Insert Boba Fett. Uh, insert, people, insert Boba Fett. Uh, girls people will latch right back onto Boba Fett. Girl Star Wars fans are crying everywhere, especially my girlfriend. No, because you know, they can still see the baby on Ahsoka. In the Ahsoka show. Yeah. But that show is on HBO Max. So you have to pay a different fee. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like that's... That is what I can. I don't think it's going to. It's just a big theory of mine. I think that if they're going to, I think they're trying to make some sort of universe because there's there's too many rumored projects with the same fucking characters in them. Yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I also think a lot of it is just Star Wars fans being Star Wars fans because there's nothing coming out and these are the characters that everybody loves. You know, what's stopping me and you from starting a blog tomorrow and saying, uh, there's a rumored uh, Commander Cody show coming out uh, this year, and it's going to have Tamora Morrison in it. Well, okay. Let, let, me, let me say this. All of those rumored shows all come from reliable sources. Do they? Do you know these reliable sources? No comment. That's what I'm saying. You know, we what? could also say we have a reliable source. We could say it right now on the show. Me and you, we could say we have a reliable source. That baby Yoda's going to get taken away. Well... No, I'm, my idea comes from my brain. It doesn't come from a source. Yeah, but I'm you can say it. With, but you shows. can just say it. You can just say it comes from I'm just idea. saying this shit out of my brain. I'm the idea guy. I'm nothing more. <laughs> Don't take any of this seriously. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh my God, I can't believe the Commander Cody is coming out. <laughs> Commander Cody, a TV show? Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> it's going to be the way. <laughs> so, no, but like all of these different rumored shows come from pretty credible sources those shows being the rebels successor show and some sort of ahsoka show but here is one other theory that debunks everything i just said it's one of two things in my brain they're either repeating characters on rumored shows because all of these rumored shows are going to be intertwined and connected like the mcu or 
people are taking it when they when they get their when they get their scoops these people get their scoops and then they get they might get another scoop mm. and they're very similar but not the same yeah. it might have been one person heard something just a little bit different or mm. thought they heard something different and now you got two different products instead of one it could well, that's be how conspiracy theories work partially yes so you know like that's that's classic human behavior it's just looking for reason where there is no reason yeah you know so like that's a big part of deciphering star wars scoops too is like let me find the reasoning behind this and at least with the mandalorian like some of these guys like do make sense and a lot of the, the rumors make sense right like you know why would why wouldn't katie sackoff be in this as bo Katan? Yeah you know, with the dark saber and the Mandalorian, you know, his, with a lot of the show being about Mandalorian heritage and, you know, what does it mean to be a, like a Mandalorian? Like that's, of course she's going to be in it. You know, then Ahsoka is, yeah, why wouldn't she? Because she's become one of these fantastic fan love characters for years and years and years now. And what better chance is there to get her into a live action thing other than the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. And then you, here's, the other reason why I think Ahsoka is almost a foregone conclusion to be in The Mandalorian is because you have to get an actor in there with screen time in Star Wars so that you can stick Ahsoka in the Kenobi series. Oh. So, you can get, so you can get her. No one's ever talked about that. No one's ever like, oh, Ahsoka in the Kenobi series. My, my, my Ahsoka heart is beating very fast right now. I'm saying. Um, why, I, why wouldn't you introduce Ahsoka in this series for a couple episodes, an episode? Depends on how they use her. Right, because certainly. Um, so at that point, we don't. We also don't know when the Kenobi show takes place. All we know is it's in between three and four. Right. We don't know anything else. We don't know exactly how close. How close is it to Rebels? Right. When you know how close is it to like the Twin Sons episode of Rebels? Am I at least the way the way they animated Rebels Kenobi in the way? how old Ewan is and how old he can look, it would be closer to Revenge of the Sith. Like, that's just my... I agree. I think it'll be, like... Maybe a year. Maybe two years. Oh, no. I'm thinking, like... You're thinking deeper. Five years plus okay. after Revenge of the Sith. No, I'm not saying it's 15 years, because then you're into Rebels. Yeah, no, then you but... have, like, old man Kenobi. Like, I don't think he's right. going to be that old. I think he's he going to be very... He's going to look... I mean, he. I think it's going to split the difference. Yeah, it's going to be a middle point. However old he, he was in Rebels, and however old he is at the very last second of Revenge of the Sith. It's going to be a midpoint. Wherever the midpoint is, I think that's where this will go. And it's going to be very – it's going to be, from what I've heard, it's going to be like, like a fucking acid trip. Like Kenobi sitting there having flashbacks because – and he's getting hunted. And as he's getting hunted, he has these flashbacks. It's going to be a very heavy emotional show. Now, here's what, I, here's what I'll say about that. And I have a video, actually, I haven't told you or anybody else. But I have a video coming out about the Kenobi series and flashbacks. Personally, I hate flashbacks. I think that they're a really weak way to tell stories, especially if it flashes back to something that we already know. And I think I've told you this before. Like, if the Kenobi series is just going to be all flashbacks that show us that Kenobi and Anakin and Ahsoka were friends, what's the point? We already know that. Like, it's got to flashback, and it's got to tell us something we don't know. And I think it will, to a point. It has to. 
Because but if it's not, it's just fan service. Even if not, this is the one fan service that to me makes sense at this point in time, and I'll tell you why. The prequels, like we talked about, were hated on. Mm-hmm. Even the Clone Wars. So many people underestimated Clone Wars because it's a little kid show. You remember people hated Ahsoka when she was first introduced in the, in the Clone Wars film. People had to mm-hmm. warm up to Ahsoka. Everyone loves all of these characters now. And everyone loves these actors now. Why not put them in live action one more time, all together, and let the actors get the appreciation that they deserve but the characters get the appreciation that they deserve when the shit actually comes out, not 15 years later. Listen, I, I totally agree. As a fan, I agree. As a yeah. storyteller, I don't know. As a storyteller, I think it'll make sense because it, as much as we bash sometimes Disney and Lucasfilm's story decisions, because you know we're just idea guys. We don't know. They're the real geniuses on this shit, right? They're getting paid the big bucks. Right. They're not going to just throw something at you for no reason. No. They're going to give us a reason. I'm not worried at all. Now, I think there will be a lot of flashbacks. But I think the flashbacks will have to tie into the moment. And, for example, let me take this sip of coffee because I'm about to rant for a second. Okay. You take your sip. Make it good. It was delicious. Thank you, sir. So here's what's going to happen. I've got, I'm full of ideas tonight. This was supposed oh, to be, this this was was supposed to be a short episode. This was about the Mandalorian, actually. I don't now even know how, how long are we into this right now. I don't about even know. Now we're in. Okay, that's not bad. And you know what? Zoom hasn't died on us yet. How crazy is this? Happens. Yeah, normally we're on like our fourth video already because Zoom hates us. But anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so... Heavily rumored again, uh, the scoop by Kessel Run again, um, Commander Cody in Kenobi, hunting Rex, or uh, not hunting Rex, hunting Kenobi. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a flashback of like Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting in their Clone Wars armor alongside Rex and Cody. Okay. And then flash forward back to like Cody threatening to kill Kenobi. There's going to be some sort of – the flashback is going to help Kenobi trigger Cody to, like, become vulnerable long enough for Kenobi to disarm Cody and not have to kill him or make the decision that he has to kill him because there's no other way, which will break my fucking heart. But great story. I mean, it sounds great. It sounds great on paper. You're the idea I, guy. We just gotta get you I should have never started this idea guy shit. I'm just going to use this forever now. Well, now we got a nice identity to this podcast. Yeah. Well, listen, this was not supposed to be about Kenobi at all. This was supposed no. to be about the Mandalorian. We should jump back to the Mandalorian, huh? But we should end up wrapping up this Mandalorian talk anyway, because we haven't been recording for an hour. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Wanna, I just want to get your, your overall uh, big picture idea for the Mandalorian season two. What What's going to be the... What's going to be the direction that we're going in? There goes my headphone. I just. <laughs> okay. So what? Yeah. What's going to be your. Obviously season one was about the Mandalorian coming to terms with his identity, not only as a warrior, but as now a caregiver in this new yeah. clan. It was about him becoming himself. 
Mm-hmm. It was about him finding confidence within himself, perhaps not the way he envisioned it when he started becoming a Mandalorian, but right. now he has a purpose. Where does the second season take us? Now, keep in mind, second seasons are bigger. They're broader, right? You explore yeah. more places. You meet more people than that first season. The ideas become a little bit larger. And perhaps in a movie-making sense, in a, in a storytelling sense, season two gets harder, right? There has to be some now serious conflict for the Mandalorian. Yeah, right. I, I'm going to be real. I don't think that anyone knows. Like, really? Of all these, like, all these scoops and stuff that, that go on, truthfully, I think when it comes to the plot, I don't think any of us have an idea because they did such an amazing job keeping the secrets of season one. They're going to do the same thing for season two. Uh, absolutely. You know, so if I had to guess, though, I, I would agree with you. There has to be some sort of conflict and one thing that I truly believe will happen, all, all like the scoops and rumors and bullshit, all that aside, one thing I truly think will happen is uh, we're going to learn a lot more about Moff Gideon. He's going to be a much larger presence in this season, for a fact. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn how he got the Darksaber, hopefully. Um, I, just, I think we're going to learn a lot more about Moff Gideon, and I think we're going to see the child starting to grow up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think for Din Jaren, I feel like this second season has to test his identity. Like he needs to be maybe not physically tested, but mentally tested. Right. Because he just, he's become a Mandalorian. He has the signet. He has the armor. He has the weapon. Like he is a Mandalorian right now. I feel like he needs to be taken down a step. Like someone needs to needs to take him down. He needs to be able to he needs to question himself. I feel like that's where season two needs to go. I think, and you know what? Like that could be done via, you know, Moff Gideon. Absolutely. I, I think I think obviously they're coming out with all this. I mean, they got the Darksaber sword you can buy now, right? Like the Darksaber is going to end up in Mando's hands. At some point, it's going to. There's no doubt in my mind. And will it be this season? I don't know. But it's going to end up in his hands at some point. I hope that the Darksaber becomes this crucial part of the second season. Because if we're talking about these characters that are now intertwined in the Mandalorian, we're talking about Bo-Katan, we're talking about Ahsoka, we're talking about Moff Gideon. You're talking about people that have firsthand experience with the Darksaber. And what that Darksaber means to Mandalore. I hope that that becomes not a rallying point, but a really important piece of the second season. I agree. 100%. I think, I think the fact that Jon Favreau and the team ended the last season with a shot of the Darksaber says a lot about what that's going to mean for the show. Out of everything that they did in the first season, the last shot is a shot of the Darksaber. Let me let me ask you one question. This is a fun one. We'll we'll kind of wrap it up after this. What was the bigger twist for you? The baby Yoda or the dark saber? First episode or last episode? What was the bigger holy shit moment for you? Ah, uh, the last episode. Mine too. Because I feel like the first episode it's not a twist really. It's just it, it is. Wasn't a I twist. mean 
I mean, I don't, I don't consider it a twist. It was just us not knowing anything about the world and then us getting introduced to one of the main characters. I think the real twist comes when you know the characters and then you find out something about them that you didn't know before. And that was point. that Moff Gideon is, by definition, the true ruler of Mandalore. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird, and, right? And I really want to know, uh, it, it opened up the whole Pandora's box about that character. Like, now I just, I want to know everything about Moff Gideon. How did he get it? When was he on Mandalore? Who did he destroy? Yeah, like... <laughs> How did that this happen? <laughs> I just how, want, I want, I want Din Jaren to go up to Katie Sackhoff and just go, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. And that, that would be a great way for Bo-Katan to be in this, you know, in this season too. She's the last one that we know that had it. Yeah. How did this happen? What happened? I, I, I would like to see more about that. But And you have to defeat the person in battle, correct? That yes. is the rule. Like the yes. only way it is passed, it's not like a peaceful thing. No, it's a you have to beat me. Yeah. Now, as far as I am aware, it's it's supposed to be a fight to the death. We've never seen a peaceful transition of the dark saber, have we? No. I mean, it's supposed to be a fight to death, but obviously, like Maul didn't die for Sabine to get the dark saber. You know what I'm saying? Like it or Bo-Katan to get, like, it, it can happen where one defeats the other, but the Darksaber is, and you know what I'm saying. Yes. You have to, you have to fight somebody. You have to yeah. prove your worth with the Darksaber. You're going to fight someone. That's, that's, that's a fact. You're going to fight. These are facts. This is, go, you're going to have to fight. It's not, We're no, this is not way. an idea anymore. This is an if. Yeah. No, this is a fact. Yeah. We're not so, idea guys now. We're I, I now think, fact, fact guys. And the the fact is, is that I, at least in my opinion, that's these are two totally different words. Facts and opinions are two totally different words. But in my head, the bigger twist was definitely Moff Gideon whipping out the dark saber. I agree. Blew my mind completely. I was, I was screaming at my TV, and my wife was like, "I don't understand." And I'm like, I, and "To be quite honest with you, and I, I hope season two. I, I mean, they have so much to live up to because season one was just fantastic." Yeah. I don't know of any TV show ever in history that had a twist per se on the first episode of the season and then an equally as amazing yeah. twist at the last episode of the season. Yeah, that was well done. Well done, John Favreau. Well done. Well I think done. It's a good dude. time to wrap this up, isn't it? It is. It's getting late and uh, I'm a working man. I just revealed yeah. that to you the other day and you are a a working man as well i'm a working man i work weird hours too it's a whole bag of worms plus i need to edit this episode so absolutely hey fred thank you so much for coming on again (laughs) for thank you for for joining your own show once again well who knows anymore we didn't have a guest this episode but it ended up being a great episode yeah we didn't have a guest this time it was just him and i talking and uh hey it was fun man it always exactly. is. I hope everybody that listened enjoyed our little rant on John Boyega, who we think is an absolutely stellar individual. We mean, you know, yes. if we, we said anything that offends anybody in this episode, we truly didn't mean it. We really didn't. We just love the love him so much and we love all of his work. And we wish nothing but the best for John. And of course, I hope you enjoyed our rant on the Mandalorian season two that 
then went into the Bad Batch and Kenobi and Cassian, and then kind of meandered his way back into the, the idea man took again. over. The idea man came into his own. So again, thank you very much for listening to the Death Star Dispatch podcast, Fred. Why don't you plug all the links where people can find us? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about them, but you can also find all of these links in the show notes. So they're just a click away. You click on them, and it'll take you right to our stuff. But anyway. You can find me on YouTube at Death Star Dispatch. You can find me on Twitter at Death Star Dispatch because character limits. <laughs> and then you can find me on Instagram at Death Star Dispatch. I got the whole name there. Ian, where can they find you? Oh, you already know you can find me on Twitter at Talk with My Hans underscore. And then, of course, you can find me on YouTube talking with my Hans. It's just that picture of Hans Solo looking like a complete idiot. Orange background. You guys get it by now. Just surpassed 300 followers, Fred. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, my friend. Coming from you as, a, as an experienced YouTuber and someone with nearly double what I have, it means a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you to all you who listen to this, this podcast and subscribe to me and Fred and follow the Twitters and just enjoy our presence in life. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, we appreciate you guys, man. We live for this just uh, talking about Star Wars <laughs> with random people listening with random people joining us we ourselves are random people we met very randomly and uh you know it's these, it's just it's a lot of fun man we appreciate these it. are the these are the fruits of life again thank you everybody <laughs> and we'll see you uh next time on the death star dispatch podcast